Okay, everybody. Well, welcome back. Um, as you probably already see, it's new shirt day and uh, probably been waiting to do this for a while. I haven't had anybody get into uh, Duke for some time. Uh, I should say we've had a few people get accepted, but they just, they opted to go to different programs. So uh, for those who are listening on the podcast, sorry, you can't see the shirt, but just come over to uh, our YouTube channel if you want to check this out in video form. But today we're interviewing one of our students from this last cycle who, well, I'm going to, obviously I'm going to let her tell her story, but she was accepted into multiple programs. It's actually a pretty interesting story. She comes as a non-traditional candidate, uh, started with her for probably about a year or two ago, almost. And um, she ended up getting interviewed at almost every school she applied to and as well accepted. So anyway, without further ado, I'll let her tell her story. But if you have questions about our services or you want to know how we can help you to become a competitive candidate and get into the school of your choice, why don't you just go to our website and sign up for a free consult and we'll have one of our PA mentors talk to you about you know, our services, what we provide and how we can help you to be a competitive candidate. Okay, thanks for watching. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Uh, today we're talking with the new, uh, well, new applicant who just was accepted. Actually, I'm going to let her tell you how many schools she was accepted into. We've been working with her for a couple of years, and we always told her she was going to get into school. It's just a question of which one she wanted to go to. But I'm going to go ahead and let her tell the rest of her story. So if you just tell us your name and tell us the name of the school that you're going to attend. All right. So hi, my name is Julia Chavez, and I will be attending Duke University in Durham, North Carolina this fall. So I'm very excited and honored. I bet you're excited. So let's just go ahead and hit the, how many schools did you get accepted into? I got accepted to six total. Pretty impressive. How many did yes. you interview with? I interviewed with nine. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's go back and let's talk about this. Cause you know, was, like I said, a couple of years ago, you contacted me saying you wanted to do this. And mm -hmm. uh, after we talked to I me, mean, I knew you were going to be a great candidate, but tell us or tell everybody a little bit about your background because you've been in healthcare for a long time. Oh yes. So I am actually a licensed clinical social worker and I have worked in the medical field for the past 11 years, mm -hmm. primarily in primary care, um, acute care, and home hospice programs. Mm -hmm. And during my time as a social worker, I really fell in love with medicine mm -hmm. and gained a strong passion for medicine and the role of the provider. And so that inspired me to um, move forward in my career and take the steps necessary to become a medical provider in order to um, get more involved, you know, with my patients. So that's the reason I've chosen PA. Okay. Well, as I said to you, again, going back to when we first met, I, when you told me you were a social worker, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, all the years that I've spent relying upon people like yourself in the hospital mm -hmm. setting, getting my patients placed or insurance for those who didn't have it or just just help me out nonstop. So like, this should be really easy because if anybody else had any experience worth being with social worker, you know how valuable you are and how much you also know the role that we, we take on. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and again, talk a little bit more about your experience. So where did you 
Um, where did you complete your undergraduate? Because I was obviously before you became a social worker. Sure. So I started my undergraduate at Chapman University in Orange, California. And then I finished online at a university called Jones International University. And then I got my master's degree in social work at New Mexico Highlands University in Albuquerque. Okay. Now, you, you probably had to go back, though, to take some additional prereqs in order to fulfill the requirements for PA school. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So starting about two years ago, I just, you know, took the plunge and signed up for biology uh, one and two and histology and anatomy and physiology, microbiology, uh, general chemistry one and two, um, biochemistry, and a few other courses such as pathophysiology, immunology, and a few others to make myself more competitive. And so some of these courses weren't required by the schools, but I wanted to go ahead and take more. So how did you feel about that process of like going back as, you know, you've already completed and you've been working or you, I'm sure you continue to work as you were doing that. So how was that mm -hmm. taking classes and working full time as well? It was definitely a challenge. It took a lot of time management and a lot of focus and self-motivation mm -hmm. um, to study every night after work and basically devote my life to work school, work school, doing volunteer work every weekend, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, just staying focused and keeping my eye on the prize of getting into PA school because I knew it would be worth it eventually. Yes, definitely. So we always ask people, what was the hardest course for you? Um, I would say the hardest course was general chemistry one and two, primarily because due to COVID, a lot of these courses were online. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, you don't really get the instructor student interaction like you normally would. And so um, the instructor for general chemistry, he was not like readily available to explain things. And so it took a lot of um, self-starting and motivation to like research these things on my own that I didn't understand, resorting to YouTube and other resources to like really get the concepts down and rereading textbooks and all that. And so it took a lot of dedication and some frustration, but I made it through fortunately. Clearly, clearly. So how about, um, well, since you mentioned it, how about the pandemic? How did that affect you in terms of your application process and classes, shadowing, volunteering, things that you needed to be competitive? Oh, yeah. So COVID definitely um, put a damper on a lot of things, including shadowing, volunteer work, and of course, taking the prerequisites because a lot of the classes mo moved online. And so we didn't have that interaction with the instructor or classmates, but we found other ways to interact and connect with each other over groups, um, you know, text messaging, emailing, that sort of thing, Zoom meetings. So that really helped. Um, also, as far as volunteer work is concerned, it took a lot of persistence to find volunteer opportunities that weren't virtual. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just researched every nonprofit organization locally, mm -hmm. 
And I did find one that was meeting, you know, face to face in a limited capacity where I could at least start getting some experience or more hours every weekend. And so that was a challenge, but it took persistence. And then as far as shadowing, PA shadowing, I contacted a few PAs in the community first. And um, of course they told me the same thing. They're not taking anybody because of COVID. And so fortunately I work at the VA hospital. And so um, at that point I said, okay, I'm gonna look up every PA in the hospital and email all of them and just state what I'm doing and that I'm very interested in shadowing them if they'd like, but I would understand if they said no. Mm -hmm. So after emailing all of them, I heard back from three um, in different specialties and they said, sure, no problem. You can shadow us anytime. And so um, I shadowed all three over a period of a year and a half. And so I got some good exposure to different specialties. There was one in dermatology, one in orthopedics, and then the third was in ear, nose, and throat. And so it took a lot of persistence to get that as well. Okay. So as we work together, and then, you know, one of the things we did is work with you on a personal statement mm -hmm. and always kind of ask people, how did you feel about that process working with us in your personal statement? Oh yeah, you guys were super helpful and very generous. Um, I actually started writing my personal statement a year before I applied. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and just to get a draft going. And then you were so kind to work with me over a year and um, grant me the edits that you felt were necessary. Mm -hmm. And I think after about eight months or a year, I had a really good statement. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, clearly you did given all the interviews, but yes. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. We know that right now, everybody is just itching to start their uh, statement. Mm -hmm. So we're right in that the thick of it right now. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, we got your application. You know, you did your personal statement. We worked with you on your supplementals as well. COVID mm -hmm. essay, uh, mm -hmm. basically everything that makes up the application. How long before you got your first interview? So I submitted my CASPA application on May 16th, like mid-May. Mm -hmm. I got my first interview invite the very beginning of June. I think it was June 3rd from mm -hmm. Emory University. And I believe I was accepted there as well. So right. um, yeah, they were a very quick turnaround. <laughs> but that, I always remember it was fairly impressive. They, they actually contacted you to let you know they were going to interview you in yes. September. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They did not want to lose you. No, <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> that was pretty, that's pretty impressive. The school, you know, it's like the, I don't know, uh, you know, top collegiate athlete, you know, the pro teams like, you know, don't, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't pass us up. We want you. Right. <laughs> okay. So, and then later, of course, we did help you with your mock interview preparation. So let's talk about that. How did, did you find that to be helpful? Yes, very helpful. And you guys, again, were so generous with your time and assistance, and you gave some really good tips on what to say, what not to say, answers to avoid, try to avoid cookie cutter responses. So I found it to be very helpful. 
you had some, uh, you had like a mix of interviews, didn't you? Like some were MMI, some were mm-hmm. traditional. Yep. Uh, the vast majority were m- multiple mini interviews, MMI, and then mm-hmm. I had some traditional and some group interviews. And the groups, right. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, not uh, any preference on any of those, or they were just all equally fun or <laughs> equally difficult or. Well, interesting you ask, because initially I didn't like the MMIs because I thought them to be very tricky. But once I got the hang of it, they turned out to be my favorite type. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing well with that. You you were very good mm-hmm. at like thinking outside of the box and mm-hmm. being able to explore other avenues of, you know, what what could be going on in the situation. So you did quite I, well. Yeah. I also enjoyed the traditional questions because it gave me an opportunity to just share my experience, my story as a person and, you know, kind of get to know the interviewer. And mm-hmm. I thought that to be a lot of fun too. They are. And obviously in your situation, all the experience that you brought to mm-hmm. any school that you interviewed with certainly was a big asset that again, no question these programs saw themselves. Yes. So the dust starts to settle. You have all these schools to choose from. Um, I think you did. I'm pretty sure you were the top one from this cycle for us in terms of mm-hmm. number of schools accepted. How did you come to decide which one you wanted to pick? What did you, what kind of factors did you use to pick Duke? So um, it took me about two months to decide because I had so many good contenders to choose from. And so I looked at everything. I looked at cost of living. I looked at tuition. I looked at um, rotation opportunities. I looked at rotation travel expenses involved. Like, do they have a lot of away rotations, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing? Or are they concentrated in one area? I looked at um, the school's values and mission, you know, if I'm like totally in line with that. And Mm -hmm. so I looked at everything and I actually reached out to current and former students at each program that I was considering to get their opinion and their experience as well. So after all of that, I did settle on Duke, but it took a lot of research and a lot of decision making. It did. I also want to point out, now you may not remember, you may not want to admit, but I always remember talking to you in the beginning and you were not even sure if you were going to get into one program. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think I was a little bit more confident that you would. Yes, you were. (laughs) Now, this was your first cycle applying too, correct? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, I know it's interesting. I, I like what you've done in terms of your research for a program. Of course, certainly a lot of people, when they do apply, and if they get in to Duke, that's sort of the school they want to go with, but for usually mm-hmm. reasons of just name recognition more than anything else. But I'm yes. glad you did do some looking into it as, you know, taking all those other factors into consideration because yes, one of the big factors will be what you end up owing at the end. That's pretty much. Yep. Yes. All right. Yep. Well, this is usually what most people who are following us along and listening to interviews, what they want to know is what advice do you have for someone else who is thinking that they want to become a PA, or maybe they're just now starting the application process? Okay. So um, my first advice is the personal statement. Really make it your own. You have about 
800 characters or 600 characters to articulate a deep reason as to why you specifically want to become a PA. So don't hesitate to share your story, uh, your personal experiences and what brought you to this point. And, you know, make it yours, make it unique. Um, try to avoid anything you read online or anything anybody else tells you as far as content. Um, they're looking for a unique reason to you. So that's my first bit of advice on the personal statement. Um, my second advice is the interviews. Definitely do mock interviews, whether it's with PA mentor online or um, whether it's practicing with friends or family or colleagues, or even um, taking some questions and practicing in the mirror. You know, just do something to get your answers down because going in cold is not gonna work. <laughs> um, and so definitely practice. And then once you do go into the interview, kind of treat it like you're meeting a new friend for the first time. The new friend is the interviewer or interviewers and view it as an opportunity for you to share things about yourself and get to know them. And I find that forming that connection with the interviewers really goes a long way. So um, it really helped me relax and it felt more natural. Good, well, appreciate those tips. Mm -hmm. Well, again, I thank you for your time. And so you were telling me earlier, when do you start school? Early August. Pretty exciting. So yes. hope you get some time to relax before school because it'll be the last time you get some time off for a while, but you know mm -hmm. how that works. So, oh yeah. Well, again, thanks for a lot for doing this. I, I know you're busy and I appreciate your time and I My wish pleasure. you all the best because, you mm -hmm. know, it's been fun working with you. I always knew it was going to come down to multiple programs you would decide <laughs> on, but it's been fun working with you. So thanks again for doing this, Julia. Oh, you're welcome. And I will keep in touch. Okay, bye. Bye.